Good morning. No car honks today? Wow, that didn't work. There we go. <laughs> Welcome to... Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Michael. I'm excited to see you all here today. And I'm very thankful that the weather is now cooperating as opposed to what it was doing earlier. Um, couple, uh, we have a couple quick announcements for you. I'm going to turn that over to Lisa and a few other folks. Um, so pay close attention because they got some cool stuff to tell you about. Good morning. Um, to start with, we want to start with our rummage sale we had over the weekend. Uh, the rummage sale, bake sale, and Culver's truck were a huge success. For the weekend, we made just under $5,000. Yeah. <laughs> we want to give a big thanks to everybody that helped, no matter what you did, how little, how big, whatever. It was a huge success, and we appreciate all of you. Tomorrow, today after church, any of you that want to, you can still go in and look around because there's still stuff in there and you can. We're having a technical difficulty. Are you on the right radio station? We have the radio station, not us. It's on the air. Is it now? It has been. Oh, hold on a second. Give me a second. Stand by. Stand by. Rick says stand by. <laughs> I know what's happening. Run. 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 No, he didn't plug in the antenna. <laughs> If you find one, sure. That's what happens when All I right. get distracted my once time in the year. So now everybody can hear us? That's why I didn't get any car honks. Right. Yeah. Okay. So everybody heard how big a success we were. Everybody heard we made almost $5,000 for the weekend. And I still okay. have to give you money tomorrow for my stuff, so I bet we'll be close. Yeah. Um, today, it's still open for any of you that want to go in and take a look around and see if there's anything you want. I'll be sticking around afterwards to collect any money for anything you want to pick up or that you think you missed or want to check on again. Monday, tomorrow, um, we're looking for help to come help pack up. Um, they're starting at 10 a.m., so any of you that are available to come help us, we would greatly appreciate all the help we um, can get to pack up. Um, the fundraising committee would like to thank everyone for their generous support during the bake sale and rummage sale and with the ice cream social, um, with the rummage sale and bake sale, and they are going to do an ice cream social for everyone after worship on August 30th at the pavilion. 
Uh, bring a chair. You'll need to bring a chair if you want to sit out there. But so Sunday, August 30th, after worship, we'll be out in the pavilion, and we'll have an ice cream social. It'll just be ice cream and toppings, nothing fancy. So just bring a chair and sit down and enjoy each other. Um, you're up. Oh, um, any of you that have signs for the rummage sale, we please, we need to have them back. So bring them back to us. Anything else? Okay. okay, we have a few more announcements here. August 30th, we will also be doing our blessing of the backpacks during our service. So we are still collecting school supplies as well. So you can bring those on Sunday and just bring them up or wave your hand or something and we'll, we'll come gather them for you. Uh, we're still working on collecting the caps for Christ. So you're probably familiar with that. If you need, uh, Luann has sheets that tells exactly what we can collect. So if you need one of those sheets, let us know um, and we'll, we'll get that to you. Uh, the Clinton Close Community Closet, which is held at the Baptist Church, um, they need some help coming up August 20th and the 22nd for uh, setup and takedown. So if you can help them, there's a phone number on your announcements here in your bulletin today to call. Apparently, the village of Clinton needs some crossing guards if our kids go back to school, right? Um, so you could contact the village for that. Uh, Ruth Wolf, if you would consider dropping her a card, her address is also in the bulletin for you. And let's see, am I? You'll do the prayers, right? Yeah. Okay. And I do have one. With the. 90th birthday? Okay. So. Okay, so for Ruth Wolf, it's not just a card, it's her 90th birthday. So if you would, get a birthday card in the mail to her. I'd send her one that says, congratulations on turning 21. <laughs> um, one quick thing with the blessing of the backpacks, um, I want to make sure everyone understands, we're asking our kids to bring their backpacks because um, we're going to pray over them and bless them um, as they prepare to go back to school, whatever that ultimately looks like, so... Um, invite your friends, your neighbors, all your loved ones, um, anyone, you know. I have flyers. If anybody needs one, stick your hand out for the caps. All right. Are we good? We're good. All right, let's do this. Go ahead with the call to worship. Yep. Okay, would you join me this morning for our call to worship? Clothe yourselves with faith and love. Be, Be confident, confident in, in your salvation in Christ, Christ Jesus. The Lord is with us. Let, Let us, us worship, worship God. God. And will you please join me for our opening hymn, Take My Life and Let It Be, number 399. And you should have it here attached to your bulletin.
join me in our opening prayer. God of righteousness, you overcome those who abuse their power and lift up those who suffer. Even now, when evil seems to hold sway, we know that you will have the last word. Keep us faithful as we wait and watch for your coming realm when you will welcome all your children into your kingdom of justice, peace, and love. Amen. Please join me also now in our prayer for illumination. Shine your light on your word, O Lord. By your spirit, let us see your wonder. For your justice outruns our sense of fairness. Your love overwhelms our deepest affections. Open our eyes, unstop our ears, and show us your most excellent way. For Jesus' sake, amen. Our first scripture reading this morning comes from Mark 12, verses 41 through 44 in the NRSV. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The Gospel of the Lord, and you say, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. If you would join me now in our affirmation of faith, we are again using the modern affirmation on page 885. You guys have the bolded part. Well, we all have the bolded part. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is the one true church, apostolic and universal, whose holy faith let us now declare. We believe in God the Father, infinite in wisdom, power, and love, whose mercy is over all his works, and whose will is ever directed to his children's good. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of the Father's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope, and the promise of our deliverance from sin and death. We believe in the Holy Spirit as the divine presence in our lives, whereby we are kept in perpetual remembrance of the truth of Christ and find strength and help in the time of need. We believe that this faith should manifest itself in the service of love as set forth in the example of our blessed Lord to the end that the kingdom of God may come upon the earth. Amen. God has entrusted us with a variety of gifts. Let us return to the Lord a generous measure of our bounty with thanksgiving and praise. If we could now collect the offering. 
you would join me in the doxology, number 95. <laughs> it's not the doxology. that you are and all that you do we give you thanks our creator redeemer and sustainer we wait and hope for the coming of your realm and offer these gifts to further your kingdom on earth in jesus name amen I'd like to invite you now to a time and an attitude of prayer we have a couple additional prayers listed in your bulletin on the announcement section um, we have prayers for Abigail, for Todd, uh, for Nancy, and for Jody. Um, also, um, it was shared with me this morning that a apartment complex over in Stockbridge, Michigan, had a fire uh, on Tuesday, and everything was destroyed. Uh, there's about 20 people that have been displaced. Um, so we need to keep them in our prayers as well. Um, it's hard enough dealing with something like that when the world is not in the midst of a global pandemic. Um, also prayers for Kelly Neese, who's having uh, some surgery coming up. Um, so let's keep Kelly in our prayers as well. Um, And also prayers for Chrissy, who's going to be having surgery as well. If you would join me now in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, we come before you with prayers for those who are ill, those who are in need and in desperation, whether physical, emotional, or mental. God, we ask for your healing touch and that you would continue to guide the hands and the efforts of the doctors and the nurses, the surgeons, the lab technicians, the research scientists, everyone involved in the healing process and in the healthcare industry. We give you thanks for all that they do. We also lift up prayers for all of those who work so hard to protect us, all of our servicemen and women serving in the military, our firefighters, our police officers, our first responders, the many, many other people who work hard to keep us safe. We give you thanks for those efforts and those sacrifices. And for those who are far away, we ask that they might be able to come home soon and we could begin to see an end to conflict in our world. We also lift up our country and every country in this world there's time of pandemic is one that is overwhelming for so many. God, we ask that you would help guide us 
More importantly, help us to hear your guidance. Help us to be good examples to others, to listen to our healthcare organizations, to follow the social distancing guidelines that we might hopefully soon get back to some sense of normalcy in our world. Help us to remember that we must work together to overcome something this big and that it is something that you walk with us every day. We also give you thanks for the many blessings that we enjoy in our lives. And we thank you for the littlest things, even something as simple as sunlight on a day when maybe we feel very cloudy. God, all of these things, as well as those that we keep quietly upon our own hearts and minds, we lift you today in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now, the confidence of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. God has not destined us for wrath, but for salvation in Jesus, who died for us. Confident in God's mercies, let us confess our sins. If you would please join me in our prayer of confession. Almighty God, you have shown us the ways of justice and nurtured us with love. Even so, we have not lived according to your will. When we are oppressed or unjustly accused, we cling to fear and forget to trust in your deliverance. When we are giddy with power and abuse the rights of others, we hold tight to our privilege and forget your laws. Have mercy on us, Lord, for we are weak and prone to disobedience. Hear our confession and respond to us with kindness that we might turn to you again, walk in the light, and live in equity and peace. Through Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Please take a moment for silent prayer and confession. Children of light, because we belong to our Lord Jesus Christ, we need not fear. For he lived for us, he died for us, he was raised for us and prays for us. Believe the promise of your baptism, in Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. Our second scripture reading this morning is Matthew 23, verse 23 in the NRSV. 
Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint, dill, and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice, and mercy, and faith. It is these you ought to have practiced without neglecting the others. The Gospel of the Lord, and you say, Praise, Praise to you, you Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Now is the time for our youth moment. If any of our youth and children would like to come forward, and again, just a reminder, we are all children of God, so everyone is welcome to come forward. But if you want a sucker, you definitely have to come forward. That's not ours, because it's not. Just, just sit. Just chill. It's all good. Yeah. Well, okay, well, other than, other than bumping our heads, how's everybody doing today? You doing good? Yeah? You doing good? Yeah, okay. So, do you guys know what we did a few minutes ago when, when some of our ladies came around with the boxes and went up to people's cars? Do you know what that was? What was that? The offering, that's right. It's the offering. And, and we do the offering every week. Um, and what do we put in the box? Money and coins, okay. Is that the only stuff that we give to God? Are you sure? You don't think we give anything else to God? What about you? Do you think we give other stuff to God? What about you? Do you think we give other stuff to God? What kind of stuff? Uh, we don't usually give God popsicles, but I suppose we could. Pastor likes popsicles. That's right. What about, what about when you pray? Are you giving something to God when you pray? Yeah. What about when you share your toys with somebody? You do share your toys with AJ most of the time. Uh-huh. So what about when you give somebody a big hug? 
Yeah, that's all giving stuff to God. Those are all offerings to God. Because it's not just money. It's whenever we do stuff that shares God's love with other people. How cool is that? So whenever, like, say you're playing with one of your friends, and, and if they trip and fall and you help them up, you just gave an offering. Did you realize how many, how many offerings you guys actually give God every day? Tons of them. How cool is that? I think that's pretty cool. Because, you know, sometimes us adults, we, yes. Not this time, but next time, okay? Because Daddy needs to use it. So they can hear me. Just go sit down, buddy. Sometimes us adults, we, uh, we get really focused on just the money part of it. Um, and that happens as adults because we have to worry about some stuff with money. But God loves every offering we give him. So here's what I want you guys to try and do for me, okay? I want you to try this week and count how many times you think you gave God an offering, okay? It can be any time that you're sharing God's love. So when you give hugs, when you help people, all that stuff, and try and count, okay, and see how many you can come up with. And I'm going to ask you guys next week if you remember and see how many you had, okay? Can you give that a shot? Okay. Can we pray real quick? All right. Dear God, thank you so much for all the ways that you bless us and give us opportunities to give back to you so we can show the whole world how much you love us. Amen. You guys did an awesome job, and we've got some suckers over there in the basket. Why don't you grab one, and then you can head back to your cars, okay? All right, and we will continue. <laughs> we will continue now with hymn number 298 When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. Yeah. 
third scripture reading for this morning comes again from the Gospel of Matthew, this time chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. This is the parable of the talents. For it is if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them, to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talents in the ground. Here is what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave! You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talents from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. And you all say, Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. If you would join me again in an attitude of prayer. Generous God, in abundance you give us things both spiritual and physical. Help us to hold lightly the fading things of this earth and grasp tightly the lasting things of your kingdom, so that what we are and do and say may be our gifts to you through Christ, who beckons all to seek the things above, where he lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, all right, here we are in week three of our current sermon series, Back to Basics, Being the Church. Now, if you haven't joined us uh, for the past two weeks, um, I do want to point out that this series is in no way me trying to tell you all that you are not being the church or that you do not know how to be the church or, or anything like that. 
Rather, we're using these five weeks of August to look at our faith, our traditions, our doctrines, all through the lens of living in this time of a global pandemic. The whole world seems to be turned on its head as we struggle to figure out what things we can safely do while following the guidelines and rules from our world and local health organizations. Churches, as well as many other organizations, are asking themselves questions about how to still be who they are and do what they do for those in need and those that we are called to reach out to. Over these five weeks, we're attempting to answer some of those questions while talking about Holy Communion, which we did the first week, missions, uh, as we did last week, baptism and membership, Christian education, and then for this week, offerings. We're going to try to focus more on what we can do and not just solely on what we cannot do right now. Oh no, did the pastor just say he wanted to talk about offerings? Doesn't he know not to talk about money at church? What is he doing? This is really gonna upset people. Someone might leave. Quick, get him some coffee or something to eat. We're Methodists after all. There's got to be something to eat somewhere in the building. All kidding aside, I do want to talk about offerings today. But, and this is a big one, our offerings are more than just our money, like I was telling our kids this morning. And I wanted to start off by clarifying that. If we believe, as it is written in many parts of Scripture, including 1 Timothy 6.17, that everything we have is a gift from God, then we have to admit that the gifts we receive from God are not ours alone, and that God has given them to us in order that we might serve God and others. So just what do these gifts from God include, since I just told you it wasn't just money? Well... You can make the argument for things like clothing, food, shelter, rain, good harvests, faith, grace, wisdom, mercy, life itself, and so much more. In the book of Romans, the Apostle Paul talks about the different gifts that people have been blessed with by God, including things like prophesying, serving, teaching, encouraging leadership, mercy, and many others. And the truth is that when I say offerings, I am talking about how we use the gifts that God has given us, including our time, our talents, and our tithes. Money is very helpful. It allows us to do a lot of things in ministry. And it what allows us to have our building, to keep the lights on, all that kind of stuff. But money's not the only thing, nor is it the solely most important thing that we can give. In our reading from Mark, Jesus talks about the poor widow who gave everything she had in her offering while many others were giving more financially but less of themselves. And that is not to say that everyone should go run and empty their bank accounts and piggy banks and give all the money to the church. Rather, it's a lesson on giving everything you have to God and being committed to God. 
Our reading from the Gospel of Matthew, the 23rd chapter, verse 23, offers us another view on what things we should include in our offerings to God. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint, dill, and cumin, and you have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. It is these you ought to have practiced without neglecting the others. In this passage, we have Jesus calling out people who were being very devoted in their tithes to the church and following the letter of the law. But in Jesus' eyes, they were failing in what Jesus believed to be most important. Nowhere in their offerings was there justice or mercy or faith. They were so consumed with giving the exact amounts of of their mint and their dill and their cumin, they neglected in giving to God through acts of justice and mercy and faith. And what that means is that when you stand up for and call out for justice for the oppressed and those who have been neglected and abused by the world, you are making an offering to God. When you show mercy to someone else, you are making an offering to God. Your acts of faith are offerings to God. Just like when we look back at what Paul was saying in Romans, when you teach, when you encourage, when you lead, etc., you are making offerings to God. In the parable of the talents that we heard in the 25th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, we find another important lesson on offerings. The summary of this parable is that God gives us blessings and gifts in order that we might use them to bless others and give glory to God. We are not meant to just sit on our hands and hold tightly to those blessings and those gifts, never sharing them with the world. God wants us to take those blessings and those gifts and go and make a difference in the world and in the lives of other people. Now, I want to point out there is, there is a difference between using those blessings and gifts in responsible ways and irresponsible ways. In fact, I would argue, um, and I think the parable backs this up, that an irresponsible way would be doing exactly what the slave with the one talent did by burying it in the ground. But there's also something to be said in using the blessings and gifts from God in responsible ways that will help other people. Now, sometimes we might have an idea that we think we'll use those gifts and blessings to help others that maybe doesn't quite work out the way that we thought it would, but that's okay. We should, though, always try to be wise in using our gifts. So let's talk about right now. What do offerings look like in our churches today? Are people still giving money to the church? Well, from what our treasurer has told me and our finance team, um, yes. Although I'm sure our finance folks would always love to see a little bit more come in each week. But we really can't blame them for that because they're the ones who see the bills and all the different expenses and the costs of the ministry that we incur. But what else? What? Well, I can tell you what else. I've seen a lot of offerings in both this church and the Stony Creek Church so far. 
I see it every time someone is serving on a committee or uh, helping in a project. I see it every time someone helps organize an event or special activity. I see it when you come for worship on Sundays in your acts of worship themselves. I see it when you show love and mercy and grace to others. Everything we do that reflects God's love and grace back to the world is an offering to God. Think back, if you would, to last week, if you were here, when I talked about missions. All that mission work that you guys do and continue to do and have done, all of that is an offering to God. All of that, that's a lot of offerings, because you guys do a lot of stuff. Guess what else is an offering to God? Prayer. And again, I think that's one that you guys do pretty darn good and very often. All of this is truly important to remember because not everyone has a lot of money. And while there are contemporaries of mine who have essentially said that the more money you give to their church, the more God will bless you, it says a lot more about how some people understand God and understand poverty. But the truth is, we can make offerings to God in many, many ways. In one of my previous churches, there was a couple who, they didn't have a great deal of money. They were both retired. They had limited income from Social Security and a, and a small pension. And they both had some pretty expensive prescription medications that they needed to, to survive. But they gave financially what they felt they could. What struck me more, though, about this couple was that any time something at the church needed to be fixed or cleaned, they were the first ones there. Most of the time, no one ever even realized that something might have been amiss because of how quickly they would take care of these things. They gave of time and talents to help keep the church building in good condition and safe condition. Those offerings are just as important as the financial ones that we make. So we've talked now about how or about what offerings are and what we should do with them. How does this all work in the middle of a global pandemic? Well, if I'm being honest, I think you guys are already doing a really good job. We have enough money coming in right now to keep things going. We have had volunteers for the things we've been trying to do in ministry between the rummage sales and the... Um, ice cream socials and other stuff. And as I said before, I know that you are all praying. I think the biggest thing to consider during this time is to continue to do the best that we can in our offerings. Some people may not be able to give as much money right now because of job loss or other impacts from this pandemic and other reasons. That's okay. Some people may not be able to be at worship on Sunday mornings for job reasons or health concerns. That's okay too. It's okay because it's the reality of the world we live in and it's okay because I know that everyone, every single one of you is giving their offerings in the ways that they are able. Someone who is not here on Sunday for worship, that might be the person who's donating baked goods for during our rummage sale someone who's not able to give as much financially that maybe they would like to 
They might be the person who's volunteering to help with things around the church and in our events and other ministries or in cleaning. Yes, it is important to acknowledge that ministry oftentimes requires money. But ministry also requires time, talent, love, mercy, grace, teaching, leading, encouraging, prayer. If you find yourself in a place right now where you wish you were able to give more offering to God and want to find a way to do that, just ask what we're doing around the church. There are a lot of opportunities to jump in and help. Even in the middle of a pandemic, ministry is still happening. The food pantry, I am sure, can always use donations as well as extra helping hands. And if I'm wrong, I know someone will tell me about that. A lot of people who cannot get out and about right now, they would love a phone call from a familiar voice. Or maybe you thought of something new. Maybe you thought of some other need in the community and you want to find a way that we can help address it. That too is an offering to God. Friends, as I've said before, every single thing that we do that reflects back to the world the love and grace of our God is an offering in and of itself. And we have been blessed with different gifts and graces. Some people will have more money that they can give. Some people will have more time that they can give. Every offering that we make is equal and beautiful in God's eyes when it is given with love. Amen. Our closing hymn is number 581, Lord, whose love through humble service. Yeah. 
May the God of creation work wonders in you by the power of the Holy Spirit until we enter the joy of our master. Encourage one another and build each up, build each other up, faithfully working together for the kingdom of God as we await the day of Christ's coming. Go in peace. Amen.